Welcome to And With Your Spirit, a homily podcast that takes preaching out of the sanctuary and moves it into your daily life. Let us make ourselves open to the voice of Christ and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that we might be transformed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Happy Easter. Easter. A special welcome to all of our guests who are joining from out of town or who are back from college. Mom and dad are happy to have you home. Even if they don't say they want to do your laundry, they love having you there. Welcome also to those who are joining us online through uh, through streaming to the cafetorium. I'm glad to see so many people down there and also all those who are just watching online from the privacy of their own homes. Thank you for worshiping with us in spirit. Today we celebrate the resurrection. A year ago today, we were stuck in our own homes while the church doors were locked. This year, even though it's not perfect, it is much better. And amen, alleluia for that. For all of the many blessings God has given to us, not only in the past year, but in the course of our entire lives as Christians, we give glory to him. Let us pray. O God, who on this day, through your only begotten Son, have conquered death and unlocked for us the path to eternity, grant, we pray, that we who keep the solemnity of the Lord's resurrection may, through the renewal brought by your Spirit, Rise up in the light of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Christians to the Paschal Victim. Offer your thankful praises. A lamb the sheep redeems, Christ who only is sinless, reconciles sinners to the Father. Death and life have contended in that combat stupendous. The Prince of Life who died reigns immortal. Speak, Mary, declaring what you saw wayfaring. The tomb of Christ who is living, the glory of Jesus' resurrection. Bright angels attesting, the shroud and napkin resting. Yes, Christ, my hope is arisen. To Galilee he goes before you. Christ indeed from death is risen, our new life obtaining. Have mercy, victor king, ever reigning. 
Amen. Alleluia. This morning, Peter stands up in the midst of the assembly gathered after the resurrection, and he says to all of those disciples, You know what happened over all Judea, how God sent his Son amongst us, how that Son was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he healed the blind and he cast out the evil spirits, and that after living amongst us, he was taken, crucified, died, and was buried, but that the the grave had no power over him for he was risen on the third day. You know what had happened, Peter says. I can't help but think back to February of last year, 2020. Many of us were sitting in our offices or classrooms or at home or at lunch, talking to friends or family or coworkers, and we began to hear about this mysterious virus, this thing called COVID-19, which has now become a very popular term amongst us, used daily. We heard about this, this virus, this novel virus, this new thing that had found its place in China and began to spread around that country. We began to talk about it amongst those that we knew. Have you heard about this? No, I hadn't heard about it yet. What's it doing? Well, I don't know. It's pretty bad over there. We'll see what happens. Sure enough, within a few days, that country closed its borders, and other countries started denying flights or travel from China or other places in Asia to prevent the spread of this new, what would become a pandemic. As countries across the globe moving from the east, the far horizon of our life to our own home began closing down. Flights were canceled. Vacations were ruined. Our plans got put on hold or shut out the door altogether as a shutdown ensued even here. And within a few weeks of that February moment of the news, we began to also hear hear that our own government was going to shut down soon. And so we ran to Schnucks and Walmart and Wesselman's and bought all the toilet paper that they had. I know because we ran out. (laughs) I didn't do that. As we prepared for what was going to be a shutdown of several weeks of absolutely no movement except for essential workers, we began to have our lives totally upended. We know what happened. We know that people were dying across the world, and we didn't want them to start dying in our own homes. And so either by choice or by acceptance, we began following some new rules. We know what happened. These rules made us change our lives entirely. And then if that wasn't enough, we said maybe by summer it'll be different. Summer came, social revolution in the streets with racial riots and looting and vandalism, with police brutality in some cases, and with a nasty election cycle. Thank God that's out of here for now, you know? And then we said maybe in the fall it'll be different. Maybe schools will open up back as normal with no masks and no spacing. Or maybe Christmas will be normal. Or maybe my daughter's wedding. Or my son's first communion. Or maybe, maybe I'll finally be able to get to the nursing home to visit my dad or my spouse or my aunt. 
or my grandparent. All the while, for the last 12 months, our whole lives have been changed because we know what happened. All of us know the coronavirus has killed people, and so we either made choices ourselves to wear a mask or space out or get vaccinated, or the choices have been made for us. And either way, our lives have changed. Should it not be even more so in the case of faith? We know what happened. Peter says it today. He recounts what happened when when God in the fullness of time said, I'm no longer going to be removed and distant. I'm no longer going to speak through prophets and patriarchs. I'm no longer going to just give you ten commandments. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to send my angel to to a young girl in a no-name town and say, will you have my son? And that young, shrewd Jewish girl will say, well, hang on. How can I have a baby if I haven't seen a man yet? Smart Mary, she was. And then God said, don't worry about that. I can make all things possible. And Mary, on our behalf, said yes. And after Jesus was born, he was taken by his foster father, St. Joseph, and Mary from here to there, traveling all over the place because, well, because, because we wanted him and didn't want him. Some of us, like Herod, said, get him out of my sight. And some of us, like Simeon, waited in the temple for his presence. As he grew up and as he taught us, some of us said, Lord, help me. Lord, show me the truth. Lord, what is the way to perfection? And he answered us. And some of us likewise said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Back and forth, while Jesus was with us, we said, I want you and I don't want you. And have we not done just the same in the last 12 months? Before the pandemic, many of us had such good lives that prayer and faith was kind of on the back burner. And then as soon as people started to die, as soon as society didn't go the way we wanted, as soon as we couldn't see our loved ones, or as soon as we lost our job, or our big wedding celebration, or our graduation, or whatever we began to get on our knees again and say, now hang on. I'm not sufficient. Everything can't be done through my hands and my mind. God, will you please come back and help? And then a few months passed and we got off of our knees again. And then a few more months and we said, you know what? With all the racial riots, Lord, please come back. And then a few more months, we were off our knees again. Time and again, we go back and forth. We disciples, we're pretty fickle people, aren't we? Lord, I need you, and Lord, stay away. Lord, fix this thing, and Lord, don't change that part of my life. We go back and forth. And the good news is, folks, the gospel is, the good news is, is that God, he answers all of those prayers. God, come close, and he does. He's born, and he works among us. God, stay away, and he does. And he lets us have our own. Time and again, we go back and forth, and time and again, our God is not fickle. Our God is faithful. In fact, if you travel to the Holy Land, 
It's the only place on earth where you go to not see something. You walk in that tomb, if you've ever been there, in a tiny little chapel with a couple of candles lit, and you see a stone slab, and that's it. (laughs) He's not here. Amen. Alleluia. Our God comes and he hallows our graves so that we no longer have to die. We know what happened to Jesus this many years ago. But but do we remember what's happened now for us? Maybe you've been to, to church recently. Maybe it's been a long time since you've been here. Maybe your faith is on fire like the Easter candle this morning, and maybe it's been been dimmed. Do you know what happened? Well, maybe you can think back to when you were a child, and you got dressed up in your white garments for your first communion day, and you could not wait. If you've ever seen those kids, they can't wait. To walk up this aisle with mom and dad both together behind them. To receive the body of Christ for the first time. And as they take it in their little pure hands, they receive it in their small mouths and they say, Amen. And mom and dad couldn't be more proud and they know it. Or maybe you remember what happened back when you were a middle school student and you saw the death of your grandparent. And the faith of his or her spouse praying beside that coffin and you knew the faith was real. Or maybe you knew what happened on your wedding day whenever that bride of yours walked down and was willing to give herself to all people, you. Or ladies, that you had such a fine gentleman waiting for you at the front. Maybe you knew what happened that day that God that God's love was real because it was in the flesh of the person standing before you. You knew what happened. Or maybe you were on a retreat or in a classroom or out in nature or praying your scripture at home and the word of God touched your soul and you knew what happened. If we knew what happened, well, what happened since then? Today, we celebrate the end of 40 long days of penance. And man, we German Westsiders are really good at penance. Father, I gave up this and this, and I haven't done it at all. Good. I'm proud of that. Actually, as a German farm kid myself, well done. But today is not about penance. Today and the next 50 days are about resurrection, They're about Easter. They're about a new life. And so today, make a new promise. Make a new promise that that grudges and grief will no longer hold power over you and that you will be free. Today, make an Easter promise. Promise that whatever actions and sins usually hold you down, you will say no in the power of Christ and that he will give you new life. Make a new promise. Make a new promise to no longer let your faith be dimmed by staying away from church or from family or from prayer. Make a new promise to make today the day of not just the resurrection of Christ, but of your resurrection. 
Make today an Easter Sunday. We know what happened a year ago when the whole world changed our lives, and we know what happened when the faith came to us. If a pandemic can do as as much as it did, either by force or by choice, in each of our lives over the last year, how much more should our faith in Jesus Christ actually do? And if that happens, no pandemic nor even the gates of hell may prevail against that faith and that power. Folks, we know what happened to Jesus. We know what has happened to us before, and today, let it happen again. Jesus Christ is risen for you and for me. Amen. Alleluia.